0: Brett Chang.
1: And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, January 18th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes.
0: Okay, so Jay, some exciting news for all the luxury fans out there. 400 billion euros is the valuation of luxury brand LVMH, owner of Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, Dior, and many more fine brands. Now that's further tightening its grip on the title of Europe's most valuable company. And the one thing that LVMH is really benefiting from, China's reopening. Once China reopens, they need their handbags, they need their Hennessy, they need their Dior, because they're bad. Do you own any uh, LVMH products, Jay?
1: I don't own any real LVMH. Products. I think there's like a Louis Vuitton fake change purse kicking around the house, but it's definitely not real. You're more of the luxury guy, Brad. I bet you have a couple pieces.
0: I do not. I'm actually going to pull up quickly here what some of the other options are. See, I don't have any Tiffany products. I've drank Hennessy before, so I don't know if that counts. I have consumed it, but yeah, no, I'm not. I don't have a ton. Aspirationally, though, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a Louis Vuitton backpack? I don't think it's very practical, but you look cool.
1: (laughs) You could put your Hennessy in your Louis Vuitton backpack and sort of cover a lot of ground. Brett, aside from luxury brands, what do we have for Peak Bells today?
0: For our first story, alcohol warning labels, just not on Hennessy. For our second story, China growth is slowing. And for our third story, Elon is back in court.
1: For our first story, if you're doing dry January, maybe just keep it up for a while. At least that's what new national guidelines on alcohol intake would recommend. All right, Brett. What are the fun police sent
0: now? <laughs> well, it's only fun until you get cancer, Jayden. It's not so fun anymore. So the Canadian Centre on Substance Use and Addiction, the CCSA, is calling for health labels on alcohol to warn consumers about the cancer risks associated with drinking.
1: The CCSA also tightened its guidance on alcohol consumption, now advising people that just three to six drinks per week increases the risk of developing cancer.
0: And that's a major shift from the center's previous guidelines, which recommended capping your adult beverages at 15% a week for men and 10 for women.
1: It's happening because 40 percent of Canadians already consume more than six drinks per week, but the CCSA believes many are unaware of the health risks.
0: And the science on the health effects of drinking has advanced significantly over the past decade, according to the CCSA, and public understanding hasn't kept up.
1: Many people also don't even know what one drink means and having a hard time measuring their intake. And FYI, for those listening, one drink equals a bottle of beer, a five-ounce glass of wine, or a 1.5-ounce shot of the harder. Stuff you know, like Hennessy.
0: Yeah, that'd be expensive. But now putting health warnings on alcohol appears to cause people to drink less, but it would be met with resistance by Canada's $50 billion annual alcohol industry.
1: I think calling it resistance is probably an understatement of what it would be resisted with. But a 2017 study in the Yukon found that cancer warnings on alcohol containers drove a 7% drop in per capita alcohol consumption and a 10% increase in awareness of health risks.
0: Now to zoom out. Canadians are already cutting back on alcohol consumption and booze-free alternatives are enjoying a renaissance. Slapping a scary-looking cancer warning on bottles could accelerate that trend. For our second story, China's GDP grew only 3% last year, well below government targets and the country's slowest growth rate since 1976, aside from 2020 because of, well, you know what? And somehow that's not even the worst news China got yesterday. Jay, this could be a very poor start to the year of the rabbit for our friends out east. What else happened?
1: Well, China's population fell last year for the first time since 1961, declining by 850,000 people as the death rate sprinted past the birth rate.
0: Now, between in 2015, China tried to fight excessive population growth with its one-child policy. It now faces the opposite problem, and in recent years has tried to spur population growth as the nation rapidly ages.
1: How do they actually do that? Well, government incentives encouraging people to have kids have been fruitless as young Chinese people have proven reluctant to start families.
0: And the problem is only getting worse. China's population is on track to dwindle even further. By 2050, the UN expects China to shrink by 109 million people, more than triple the decline in had. Forecasted in 2019.
1: And here's why it matters, Brett. The global economy depends on China's massive population, which provides both the world's largest pool of workers and a massive consumer base for everything from cars to commodities to the aforementioned luxury goods.
0: And the rapid decline of these workers and consumers will be a serious headwind for the global economy in the years to come.
1: It could also create serious social problems in China as fewer and fewer workers are asked to fund retirement and care for a much larger aging population.
0: Yes, but this might not be bad news for everyone. India is set to surpass China as the most populous country this year, if it hasn't already, and could step in to fill the gap it leaves behind.
1: For our third and final story, it feels like we write this every few months, Brett, but here we go again. Elon Musk is heading to court.
0: Yeah, well, here's what's going on, Jane. There's not a lot new here, but a suit by Tesla shareholders against Musk, Tesla, and several Tesla directors kicked off yesterday with jury selection and opening statements.
1: The suit revolves around a tweet Musk made, because of course it did, in August 2018, where he claimed that he had secured funding to take Tesla private. That obviously didn't happen for many years, and claimants who were Tesla shareholders shareholders at the time of the tweet alleged that Musk's reckless behavior cost them billions of
0: dollars. Now, Musk has already paid out $40 million in fines over the tweet and stepped down as Tesla's chairman, though he is currently trying to reneg on parts of that settlement. The
1: jury will rule on whether Musk's tweet affected investor sentiment and Tesla's share prices, whether Musk acted knowingly, and whether to award damages or not.
0: And this all matters because the trial is yet another distraction for the electric automaker, which has hit a rough patch of late. Now, how so? Well, let's kind of go through all the different ways.
1: Sure, here's one. To start, Tesla shares had their worst year ever in 2022, falling about 65% amidst disappointing delivery numbers and Musk's Twitter drama. They've since rebounded somewhat, but are still far from previous highs.
0: And last week, the company slashed prices in the US, Europe, and China on its new models by up to 20% in a response to waning consumer demand.
1: Plus, this isn't the only Tesla shareholder-related case Musk is party to. He's still waiting for the verdict on a suit from a shareholder trying to void his pay package.
0: The bottom line is that Tesla and Musk could really use a win right now. If the ruling doesn't go their way, they'll have to pay big and calls for Musk to step down as CEO could multiply. Peak Pals, first of all, happy birthday to Morgan Blackman. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day. And all you other Peak Pals, thank you for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada.
1: If you got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review.
0: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett.
1: Have a good day, Peak Pals, and happy birthday, Morgan Blackman.